This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 261. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're an audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, welcome. So glad to have you here. This is a show for creatives who want to earn more from their creative skills, usually as a freelancer, and you want to do it without selling your soul. If that sounds like you, you're in the right spot. For my returning listeners, glad to have you back. This is the first episode after a long series of the Back to Basics series. We're kind of moving away from that for now because I want to talk about a subject that's beyond just the basics. This is something that we deal with in all areas of life, from beginners to intermediates to experts. And this actually came in as a question that our listeners suggested. So if you actually go to sixfigurecreative.com slash better, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, you can suggest changes to the show, things you don't like, things you like, topics for the show that you want to hear. This actually came from that. Some of the suggestions we've gotten, we've actually implemented. Like for example, YouTube listener or viewer, hi, hey, I'm waving at you, actually suggested that we put our episode numbers back in the titles on YouTube because for some reason we just stopped doing that and it was hard for them to find the shows on YouTube that we had referenced back to because that's their main place of viewing. So that sort of feedback we listen to, we do, we implement, and now all of our episodes, again, have numbers on them on the YouTube channel. So this is a topic that came straight from the listeners and I love doing this sort of stuff. And it is a topic that everyone has struggled with. I am not the expert in answering this. I can promise you that at best, I know a little bit more than some people. (laughs) That's the best I'm going to give you here. And this is the topic of overwhelm. I get overwhelmed. So again, I'm not the end all be all expert at this, but I wanted to take my best shot at answering this because I do like to think that I am a generally chill person who isn't overwhelmed often. Those are my credentials for this. So let's chat about what he asked. Here's the actual wording from the email. This is anonymous. You can submit these questions or any of the feedback anonymously, or you can actually give us your info and we can get in touch with you. But he says, he or she says, hey, Brian, I'm in the middle of trying to get clients, work on my portfolio, build my website or website ideas and services. I currently have a full-time job and I work around 60 hours a week. I'm also married. And I try to spend time with my wife when we're both off. I get overwhelmed sometimes when I haven't slept more than a few hours a couple nights in a row. How do I battle exhaustion when I need to use any free time so that at some point I can transition to working for myself? I love your podcast and thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. I love you for submitting a question here. So my goal for this episode is give you some thoughts and ideas and strategies for how you can overcome overwhelm so you can stay creative, you can stay sane, you can stay productive, you can keep progressing in your business. And I think that overwhelm is one of the biggest killers of creativity. I can't imagine many people are like hyper creative and are able to create their best work as a creative when they're overwhelmed. Now, I will say sometimes being overwhelmed leads to having to get shit done, which we'll talk about later in this episode. So sometimes we're very productive when we're overwhelmed, but rarely would I say we are creative when we're overwhelmed. So how do we deal with overwhelmed? If you're a person who always feels overwhelmed or you're the person who submitted that question and you were clearly overwhelmed, how do we fix this? I think the flaw here is if we're trying to deal with overwhelm, we are merely treating a symptom instead of a root cause. And if we treat the symptom, we are just creating a temporary solution to the problem instead of solving the problem once and for all. So think about if you have a back pain and you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh yeah, back pain, that sucks. Here's some morphine. Here's some pain medication. And you say, okay, I take that. Oh, back pain's gone. Great. I've treated the symptom. Problem solved. Nope, not really. Problem's not solved. You just treated the symptom. So now I have to take morphine or some sort of pain medication for the rest of my life or until the back pain just naturally goes away. So you can see the flaw here. Treating overwhelm is just treating the symptom and not the actual root cause. So as far as techniques and strategies and quick tips for how to not feel overwhelmed, that's not what this episode is today. We're going to talk about 
root causes. Fixing the root cause creates a long-lasting, long-term solution. So think back to the back pain example. If you have back pain and you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, wow, back pain, that sucks. Here's some medication to deal with this on the short term, which is fine. No problem there. But how do we actually fix the root cause? Well, we find out that actually your squat technique in the gym sucks. Your deadlift technique in the gym sucks. We need to fix your bad technique at the gym so that you don't keep injuring yourself. That's the root cause. Or it could be that you have the wrong running shoes, if that's even a thing. I don't know if running shoes can cause back pain. I imagine they do. But there's some sort of underlying issue that's causing the back pain. It could be that you have the wrong mattress or you're sleeping in the wrong position. Again, these are the things that cause the back pain, but that has to be dealt with before the back pain is ever solved for good. And overwhelm is the exact same way. Overwhelm is merely a symptom of some other deep-seated issue that's causing the overwhelm. And sometimes it can be a combination of the issues. So to get to the root cause, we first have to just chill out and take a step back. We're not trying to solve the symptom of overwhelm. We can sit in those feelings if you need to. Whatever type of person you are, you can bathe in those feelings for all I care. But we have to take a step back and look at our lives from a top-down perspective instead of just sitting in the forest of overwhelmed, blind to whatever is causing the symptoms. And going back to what this person said, they said, I get overwhelmed sometimes when I haven't slept more than a few hours a couple nights in a row. How do I battle exhaustion when I need to use any free time so that at some point I can transition to working for myself? That alone might be the root cause, the lack of sleep. My guess is that's not it. My guess is the lack of sleep comes from you're waking up in the middle of the night because the stress is finally getting to you. Or the root cause could be the fact that you are staying up super late trying to work on your business and then you're not getting any sleep. And so the next day you're exhausted and you're even less efficient. So I'm just going to say lack of sleep is not going to fix this issue. Staying up late and working long hours is not going to fix this issue. Short-term fixes are not going to fix this issue long-term. So before I go any further, I just want to state that I'm saying nothing about this person who submitted this question. So don't get offended about this. I'm just taking a lot of wild guesses and assumptions based on what I've seen from a lot of people over the years that I've been in this game. But let's just look at the things that I think could be root causes for this specific person and anyone else listening right now. The first root cause that can cause overwhelm is that your priorities are off. Think about this for a second. If you look at your goals versus your calendar, that can tell you a lot about whether or not your time is spent on your actual priorities. So you say your priority is to work for, quote, myself or work for yourself at some point, but you're spending all your day at a day job. That shows that your priorities are off. Now, I know you're trying to fix this, but I'm just saying if you look at your calendar and all your time is spent at a day job and very little of your time is spent working on your business and fixing things and even less time is spent sleeping, which is one of the most important parts about being successful is making sure you get seven to eight hours of sleep a night, then I can tell you that your priorities are off. And so for anyone with a day job right now, you're probably like screaming at me, Brian, I have to make money. I can't put more time on my business. So how do I get out of this vicious cycle? This comes to root cause number two, that pretty much anyone with a day job that very many people with a day job experience, and that is golden handcuffs. Golden handcuffs are two things. That's when a steady income and a lifestyle creep meet each other. Lifestyle creep just means that you have a day job, it's steady income. Your lifestyle will almost always raise to whatever your income level is, especially at a day job, especially when you have steady income. You expect that money to be there. And so I can keep spending whatever I'm spending and my lifestyle goes up. And so I eat at nicer restaurants. I go on more trips. I buy nicer things. And so now because my lifestyle is up here, I can never earn less money. There's no bandwidth there. This is the problem with many, 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 many Americans. We are terrible at money management, period. That's why people like Dave Ramsey have built hundreds of millions of dollar companies at Ramsey Solutions helping people with the most basic of things, which is just managing money, how to get out of debt. So when you have lifestyle creep and you have a day job that's paying you enough money for you to maintain your lifestyle, 
you have put on yourself these golden handcuffs. And these golden handcuffs are leading you to have to work a certain amount of time at your day job. You cannot cut back at day job. You cannot take another job that pays less so you have more time to work on your business. So we go back to this initial root cause and that is your priorities are off. So we say that you're spending all your time at your day job. You spend time with your spouse, which is very important. I'm never saying take time away from your spouse. So we go back to the root cause of there's no bandwidth financially for you to take a step back from your day job and invest more time in your business. This is a terrible place to be. And the older you get, the more difficult this becomes to get out of. Because the older you get, the more shit you tend to accumulate. You start to get a mortgage. You have car payments. Typically, a lot of people do. You start to acquire a taste for nicer restaurants, organic food. <laughs> and it's a cycle that is very difficult to break out of. Very few people want to pull their lifestyles back and sacrifice so they can get what they want. And if that's you, listener, who submitted this question, if that is you, just admit it to yourself that this is you and you don't want to sacrifice what you need in order to make your business work. Working a 40-hour-per-week day job and trying to slowly transition into a freelance full-time career is an incredibly difficult thing to do. I don't know very many people that do it well unless your day job is in an area that is directly helping your skill set and your prospects for your freelance career. In most cases, those are never related. So going away from the day job thing and the golden handcuffs thing, I want to go back to the overwhelm solution. Because again, we're trying to find root causes here. And I want to make sure we're staying on topic for the overwhelm conversation, not just the day job and the balancing the golden handcuffs thing. That was very much a solution for the specific person who submitted this question. But all of us have some sort of deep-seated root cause that is causing the overwhelm. And it could be beyond a day job. It could be beyond the fact that we don't want to sacrifice our lifestyle to get what we want in our careers or our businesses. But whether or not you have a day job that is pulling you away from building your business, a lot of times the overwhelm is literally because you have a lack of time to do something that you need to do. You're overwhelmed because you have all these things you need to do and you have very little time to do it. And so you, you hit that point of overwhelm. So this specific listener, their overwhelm is because they don't have time to work on their business because they're working so much time at their day job. It could be that somebody's listening right now and you're making a hundred grand, 200 grand, 300 grand a year. I know we have listeners that are four, 500, 600 grand a year. I know that because I've talked to you. You're amazing, but you also have overwhelmed for another reason. And that's because in your business, you are constantly putting out fires or whatever the issue is, and you're overwhelmed by the entire massive task list in front of you. So it's a completely different sort of issues, but the root cause is the same. It's a lack of time. So if the root cause is a lack of time, what are some potential solutions for that that are for the general listeners right now and not just about a day job? One potential area that's causing the lack of time for many people is a lack of boundaries. And this could even be for our listener that submitted this question. You might have a lack of boundaries with your work. It could be that you're working overtime. It could be that they're asking for you to do things nights and weekends that are pulling you away from your business because you don't have boundaries in place for your day job. But for everyone else listening, if, especially for my full-time freelancers, you might have a lack of boundaries with your clients. And because you have a lack of boundaries from when it's acceptable to contact you, the acceptable means of communication, boundaries around how many revisions someone can send in, the formatting of those revisions, all of these things cause more things on our to-do list and less time to do those things. So if we look at the root cause of the lack of time in our businesses, many times it is a lack of boundaries with friends, family, spouse, business, clients, day job. It's a lack of boundaries everywhere. And until that lack of boundary issue is solved, you're going to keep having things piled on top of you because you don't know how to say no, or you don't know how to say, no, this is not how we do things. We actually do it this way. Or no, I don't respond to things this way. I do it that way. Boundaries are one of the most important things in your life amongst all areas about having a well-balanced life is less overwhelming than most people's lives. My favorite saying, and this is kind of callous and kind of mean, but I want everyone listening to take this to heart. 
My saying, at least internally to myself, is don't make your problems my problems. Many times when I need to throw up some boundaries to people, it's because they're trying to throw their problems onto me. And if I allow that to happen, I am now letting their problems become my problems, which means now I have more things to deal with on my already full plate of things that I want to do in my life. So by not allowing people to make their problems my problems, with obviously caveats for things like my wife or my close friends, I will obviously take on their problems as best I can to help them. But in most cases, other people's problems, and they're trying to pass those off to you, are a sign that your boundaries need to be put up to keep that from happening, especially when you know that's a chronic thing happening over and over again, especially if there's that one person in your life who constantly does this, that might be time to just sever that relationship. I know that sounds harsh, but many times if you're always overwhelmed, it can be traced back to a single person. (laughs) Do what you want with that. But again, we're trying to find root causes here and overwhelm and boundaries go hand in hand. And sometimes that means severing of certain relationships that might be toxic to you. One other potential root cause that can cause overwhelm, and this is the trap that I fall into probably the most, is the trap of avoidance. This is a massive root cause that can do nothing but cause more overwhelm. So here's what I mean. You see this massive list in front of you that causes you to feel overwhelmed. And if you're someone like me, your personality tends to put that off and avoid it. And the, the longer you tend to avoid something, the worse it gets. I don't know many problems that just go away on their own. Usually by waiting longer, it compounds the problem, makes it a bigger problem. It might even spawn out a bunch of other little problems on top of that, which causes more overwhelm. And again, if you're like me, sometimes you can still tend to avoid it. (laughs) So you let those fires burn. Now, as being an entrepreneur, sometimes you have to know which fires to let burn. This is just part of understanding how to prioritize things that never goes away. But avoidance is not the solution. So the thing that I try to do, again, I'm not a master at this. I'm not the end all be all expert of when it comes to overcoming overwhelm or avoidance. But the thing that I like to do or try to do is when I see this big, massive mountain in front of me, I try to break it down into small, manageable chunks. What's one thing that I can do right now, especially, and this is a quote I think I got from Tim Ferriss like a decade ago. What is one thing that by accomplishing it makes all other things easier or irrelevant? Meaning, is there something on that list of overwhelming to-dos that makes everything else easier or makes certain other things pointless? For example, if I go to the chiropractor every week or every month for an adjustment because my back hurts and I go change running shoes to a better quality running shoe or I reform my squat technique in the gym. So I'm not squatting terribly anymore by solving that one issue. I now no longer have to go to the chiropractor anymore. So that's not on my to-do list anymore. So that's just like a crude, quick example of solving one problem that has cascading effects. But back to the avoidance thing, by taking these large, big mountains and breaking them down into manageable chunks, this is the secret mindset hack to help me get over these big hurdles of like taking the next step. Because essentially avoidance is just a lack of any action whatsoever. So by avoiding something, I'm taking no action towards it. If I can trick myself or goad myself into just taking the first step, now I'm taking some sort of action. And once I take that first step, it's easier to keep going than it is to stop. But when you're avoiding something, you're just constantly avoiding that first step. So if we break things down into the most manageable chunk and just say, okay, this giant thing breaks down into 10 projects and those 10 projects each have 25 steps. And all I have to worry about is the first step of project number one, because all that means is sending somebody an email or just writing the email. I don't have to send it. I just write it out you know what? I'm going to get ChatGPT to write it for me. Okay. I hate the way that came out. That came out way too robotic and ChatGPT does these same tropes in every email. So I'm just going to change this up. Okay. I'm happy with this now. I guess now that I've written it, I can send it. Okay. I'm going to send this now. Okay. I sent that email. Well, I guess I can do step two of project one of 25. You see what I'm getting at here to overcome the avoidance nature that I have, which tends to let things pile up so that I feel overwhelmed. I break it down into manageable chunks. And I think the phrase is something like, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. That's basically how they say, 
how do you take something that's unmanageable, like eating an elephant, you break it down into manageable chunks and eat it one bite at a time. Crude, weird saying, but I didn't come up with it. Now there's more potential areas of root cause for overwhelm. I couldn't possibly tackle every single one of them, but I want your brain to start thinking, what is the root cause? Not the underlying symptom, not the thing that I'm like feeling right now that's causing this. It's what's the deep-seated thing that caused this to ever happen in the first place. If you can solve for that, you're going to be much better off overcoming the overwhelm. But it doesn't just end there. You don't just say, okay, I've, di- I've identified the root cause. I now have this magical thing that I can solve for, right? It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So there's a few things. You need to make a plan. Similar to what I just talked about, a step-by-step plan, something that is going to be easily done and not overwhelming, but it's going to address the root cause. And it's going to fix for long-term, not just short-term. For example, back to the listener question that was submitted. If you stay up late to work more on your business, that is a short-term solution to fixing your overarching problem here. And it's actually a horrible solution because that means you sleep less, which means you're groggy the next day, which means you get less done at work, which means you have probably more stuff to do at home because you did stuff poorly at work. And you also carry a bunch of baggage home from that because you had negative interactions at work because you were, you had slept less than you should have. And then at the end of the day, you're too tired to actually get anything done. And so the next night you get nothing done in your business. So now to work a couple extra hours the night before you sacrifice the entire next night. So that short-term solution is easy to see, but there's a lot of other ways that you can create short-term fixes to the overwhelm problem that is not a long-term solution. So make a plan that fixes the underlying root cause. And then you just have to get shit done. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Overwhelm sucks. Everyone will experience it. Everyone listening to the show, you have experienced it. You might be experiencing it right now. But to overcome this doesn't mean it's just going to magically disappear. You have to get shit done. And you have to be able to accept that you are going to be in a season of suck. Think about it in seasons. Winter, spring, summer, fall. You got the four seasons. Every season has pros and cons. The season of overwhelm is a season of suck. But getting past that, you're going to look back with fondness because you've got a lot of shit done. So when you make a plan, You have to execute the plan and just dig down and accept that you're going to have a season of suck and just know that it's only for a season. My wife and I, we talk about this all the time. Sometimes there are seasons of suck that we have to go through (laughs) that we give each other grace in our relationships to know that, hey, right now, this is a crazy season in our lives. My wife, she has a TikTok that's blown up. If you want to follow her, she goes by Meg's Tea Room. She does cozy fantasy novels. She talks about that stuff and she has a lot going on in her world. Actually, the time this episode airs, my wife and I will be in Orlando. She's speaking at a conference. She's got three panels to be on. And then we're going to be at Disney World uh, yesterday as the day this comes out. So you'll have to ask me how it goes. I'll tell you on next week's episode, maybe. But she goes through seasons of overwhelm and she is the most productive in those seasons. It's crazy to watch her. She will sit in it. She will feel overwhelmed by it. She'll figure out what she needs to get done to get out of it. And she gets shit done. That's the simple solution is just getting shit done, but having to make sure that you're getting the right things done and you're dealing with the root causes. I'm beating a dead horse here, but you understand how important the root cause is. So my last suggestion here for anyone dealing with overwhelm is to not be afraid to ask for help. You can get a lot from outside perspectives, whether it's friends, family, spouse, peers, maybe. Maybe you have somebody who's another freelancer. Maybe you're the type of person that doesn't seek out help. I'm that type of person. I rarely seek out help, but some people do it naturally. Mark Eckert, my substitute co-host, who's been on many episodes of this podcast, he's great at that. He seeks advice from a lot of people from a lot of different perspectives, and that's a wonderful thing to do. I don't naturally do this. I have to force myself to ask for help sometimes. So I'm not the best at this. I admit it. But if it takes me saying this to you for you to actually go do it, just hit up one person and say, hey, I'm overwhelmed because of X, Y, and Z. What are your thoughts on this? Or, hey, I'm really dealing with some overwhelm right now. Do you have time to chat? I want somebody's perspective on it. That can go a long way to help you process things because many people, they're external processors, meaning they have to say stuff out loud to another human being before they're able to even process their own feelings, emotions, and untangle all the messages in their heads. 
And just by externally processing it to somebody else, you start to untangle those webs that are making you feel overwhelmed. And just by the exercise of talking it out to someone else, you start to feel a sense of calm. That's a huge thing. Other places to go are mentors. If you have mentors in your life, wonderful thing to have. Not everyone has those. Coaches, obviously a wonderful thing to have. Obviously I'm biased because I'm a coach, but it is a place you can go to help you prioritize things and help you fix those things and hold you accountable for those things. Sometimes friends and family are great, but they don't know your business. They won't hold you accountable because there's too much baggage there. Like for me, my wife, I will help her externally process things all day, but I'm not going to try to hold her accountable to anything because I'm not her business coach. I'm her husband. And so mentors can be a great place for this, but coaches can be obviously a great for this thing as well. But whatever you choose and whatever you do, as long as you're tackling the root cause and as long as you are putting it into bite-sized chunks and taking a step towards fixing that thing, the root cause, whether it means getting out of your golden handcuffs, reducing your spend in your personal life so that you can take a step back from a golden handcuffs job and get something in the meantime that allows you more time to work on your business so you can actually get what you want. And maybe it means you even have to save up an emergency fund so you can make that transition and you can't save up an emergency fund until you reduce your lifestyle expenses. That's what it looks like to overcome overwhelm sometimes. It's I don't have this thing I want, which is a full-time freelance business. And I don't have that because I have this day job and I have to have this day job because my expenses are so high. And so the only logical solution is to reduce my expenses and sacrifice these things on the short term through this season of suck so that I can eventually transition out of this day job that I'm dependent on right now so that I can spend more time working on my business and getting clients and eventually making that my full-time business. So it all starts with root causes. So I'm going to wrap this up here today. If you want to give me a question or feedback for this podcast of things you want us to cover on the show, I say us, but it's just me. Go to sixfigurecreative.com slash better, B-E-T-T-E-R. The link will be in the show notes. If you just tap on your podcast app and look at the show notes, it'll be in there somewhere. And you can also just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash 261, 261 for this episode and get all the show notes from this episode, including any links that I might've mentioned. I don't think I mentioned any, but that feedback's really important because I love having topics that come directly from our listeners or viewers on YouTube. And I love getting feedback of things we can improve. Those are two things that help you at the end of the day. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, I'm gonna go have some fun in Disney World. Bye. Bye.